Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 77-63 Wisconsin. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, we've got a dust-up right now. Jawan Howard and Greg Gard, we're going nose-to-nose. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Yo, Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrub. The Rich Eisen Show. I didn't like the timeout being called. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Coming up, ESPN college basketball analyst, Jay Billis. Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee, Dick Vermeil. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We've got uh, our friend Jay Billis about to join us right here on the program. Hour one, we talked to Albert Breer about everything going on in the NFL with a potential boycott of the Combine coming and then the quarterback carousel uh, just days away from spinning potentially off its axis or staying right where it put right where it is if Aaron Rodgers makes a decision to stay. That would be quite something um, and see what happens on that front. Dick Vermeil, Pro Football Hall of Famer, is going to be joining us in hour number three of the program. But we join uh, right now with this terrestrial radio audience along with Sirius XM Channel 85 and then uh, everyone watching us on NBC Sports on Peacock. Going to the phone line right now on the Mercedes-Benz van phone line is our friend, None other than Jay Billis of the Worldwide Leader in Sports. How are you, Jay? Oh, did we miss him right there? No, he's there. He's on. You there, Jay? Uh-oh. Okay, so you and I are going to have to throw down. There we go. Yes, we oh. are. There we go. Your, your phone was cutting in and out, but it came in just at the right time for your punchline uh, or your slap line. Should we call it a slap line? What should we call it? Slapstick comedy. Uh, yeah, an open hand slap line. Okay, so um, I'll give you the floor. Uh, I saw your tweets and your uh, your Instagram on it, but I give you the floor on what happened at the end of Wisconsin yesterday and your your thoughts on it. Yeah, it was disappointing. You know, one to see coaches who are supposed to be the uh, quote unquote adults in the room to act that way, and and I don't let anyone off the hook. I mean, I think there are differing levels of culpability for the incident, but no one is blameless in it, and and it went beyond the incident itself rich i think it was more not more but after after there had been a cooling off period and and the two coaches went in their press conference neither one of them expressed any sort of regret that the incident happened at all and uh and i didn't think that was the right way to handle it and uh so i was disappointed uh you know that there's going to be some some sanctions from it that the league and the schools are going to break the tape down like it's the zapruder film um 
but and and you don't want to overreact either. Uh, you know, you hear some people calling for Jawan Howard's firing. Other people are talking about suspensions. The one thing about about a suspension is it hurts the players more than anything, and uh, if it's going to be long term. So uh, hopefully, cooler heads will prevail afterwards. But I just don't think it's that difficult. Whether you liked whether the coach pressed or or whether the coach called a timeout, the other coach. Um, and and I, I get a little tired of people rationalizing behavior based upon, well, I'm a competitor. We're competitors. The competition was over, and if you didn't bring the fight in the competition, you know, the next thing was the handshake line. Behave yourself. And I thought those two coaches acted like babies, frankly. And and uh, and now they're gonna now they're gonna have to stand in the corner for a little while. So then, what what uh, what do you ascribe then to Greg Gard in Wisconsin of what he did uh, awry here, Jay? There are many, including people in this room, who think he has no culpability in this. So, what do you have for me on that front? I don't believe that there's no culpability. Like there, there's no reason to stop someone that won't shake your hand. Let them go by. Um, you know, it, it, these are these are can be tense situations. I am not saying that Greg Gard is anywhere near as culpable as Juwan Howard. That's why I was saying different levels of culpability. But nobody's blameless. And the one the one thing I would ask of both coaches, and I would have asked if I were a, a reporter in the press conference, is, uh, are you proud of your words and actions in that moment? And if the answer was anything other than no, that would be revelatory to me. Um, and look, when you, when, and it may be a small thing to some, but when you go into the press conference and you are explaining, like Juwan Howard should have, should have been apologetic for his behavior. And I think so should Greg Gard have been. And when you're, when you're trying to explain what happened and you say, maybe the other coach didn't know the rule. My, my first reaction is really, you think a guy that's been in the game as long as Juwan Howard didn't know the rule. Um, and I'm not a big fan of this unwritten rule stuff. Uh, you know that that you don't you don't press you don't you put your your uh, subs in or whatever. There's nothing in the rule book about that, and if it's not in the rule book, just deal with it. And look, at the end of games, all the time you see teams take shot clock violations so they don't shoot it at, at the end of a game. So the, the idea that they would have a turnover doesn't seem to me that big of a deal. But I don't care what happened in the game; the game was over, and there was no reason for for anyone to behave that way and and whether great guard was uh whatever you think is level of culpability it didn't look like those two were were exchanging pleasantries after or 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 one was saying hey, hey i'm sorry i'm sorry i hope you didn't misunderstand nothing, nothing per-. like they 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 got nose to nose and there's no there's just no reason for it and and i i don't i don't excuse anyone uh, and, and again, there's different levels of culpability. Jawan Howard being at the highest rung of that ladder, but that doesn't mean everybody else that it's okay because things were said there and things were done uh, during and after that 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 I don't think were right. And uh, and I don't have any hesitation saying this, but but whatever whatever the sanction is, if it's anything less than a player would get, I think that's wrong. So what do you think should be the sanction, Jay? What do you you think? Know, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't. It depends on what the the university's values are. And 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 look, these all these administrators and universities talk a great game, uh, but oftentimes their actions don't match with their rhetoric. Um, to me, it does. This doesn't rise to the level of termination uh, for for Joan Howard. Uh, but if it, there's a suspension, I don't think it needs to be a, a, a long one. I don't think it would have to be a long one for a player. 
and you know you, you you deal with what happened. So those who say it could have been worse, somebody could have been hurt. Well, nobody was. So so it could have been worse, but it wasn't. So let's deal with what it was, and uh, uh, you know maybe a reprimand for for some, and and for for Jawan Howard maybe a short suspension. But you give him a long suspension, and what you're really doing is hurting the players, and the players who actually competed and had opponents like. The coaches were in a competition. They don't have opponents. There's nobody trying to, to stop the coach physically from calling a timeout or for drawing up a play. The players are the ones that were physically on the line there, and they behaved well until the coaches lost it. And, uh, and, and that, that, that's where the problem is. The, the, the match that was lit for that was lit by the coaches, not by the players. Jay Billis here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you make of the – question about just eliminating the handshake after the game would you be for that or having this sort of spark that conversation not because of this uh rich but i've never been a fan of the handshake line i've always called it the little league handshake line because when you are when you're standing in a line how much does the handshake really mean i mean it turns into like a high five uh exercise two four six eight who do we appreciate with michigan michigan yay like, I, I don't like it. What I like is after a competition when one counterpart seeks out another and they have a meaningful exchange and handshake after the game like you see in an NFL game. I mean, look, I'm an old man, but when I played, they didn't have these handshake lines. And we shook hands afterwards, and, and it meant something. You actually got to say something to the other person. When you're, when you're spending one second shaking 30, you know, one second handshakes with 30 people, uh, to me it doesn't have the same meaning. But whatever mechanism there is, Behave yourself, and that's not hard. Luckily, we don't have these situations. That's why we're we're talking about this. But I, I can't remember which coach was saying. Oh, it's Greg Gard was saying was saying this momentarily overshadows the fact we got a really good team. We played really well in the second half. It's not momentarily overshadowing it. Nobody cares about any of that stuff because of this. And and there and the truth is there was no reason for it. If they had a problem with each other, they could call after the game and. And have their little uh, little hissy fit on the phone. Uh, they didn't need to do that there. And uh, and look, I, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not saying that that all of us have these interactions, but there's there's there was just no there's no justifiable reason for it. And uh, and I would think that that each person involved would say it, it w- hopefully would say. If I had that to do over again, I would handle it differently. Yeah, neither of them said it in the first blush yesterday. Neither of them did. And they had time, Rich. Mm-hmm. Like they had time to meet with their staff. Um, they had time to get on the phone with their ads. Um, it wasn't, it, you know, they went into a press conference and sat down in front of the press mm-hmm. and had a cool off period, and they didn't do it. And and to me, that that sent, you know, that that made it worse, and that made me feel worse about it. That that you know, we're kind of dealing with uh, uh, with a situation where folks just didn't overall, they didn't get it. Now, is it a capital crime? No, and 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 will we in the media glor- not glorify? We're going to use this. So the next time they play, this is going to be this is going to be the lead into it. And so, how much do we dislike it if we're going to show? It? Like when somebody runs out on the field during a game, right. it's been network policy. We don't show it because we don't want to encourage it. But we're going to show this, and and we're going to make a big deal out of this because it, it hypes it. And uh, and some people maybe 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 it's a, a, a fair point, but they say no. I like this. I like the grit. I like this. I don't think this is what competitors do. Competitors bring the fight during the competition, 
and they're sportsmanlike when the competition is over because they understand that we're going against another great competitor and we can lose. That's possible. Um, uh, so I don't. There, there are a whole bunch of levels where I don't like this, and and to me, this isn't t- like two older two older men getting into a fracas when they have security to pull them away from each other. If you want to argue after the game, the speech and debate team has opening. And if you want to, if you want to fight, the Golden Gloves is taking applications. If you want to, if you want to play a basketball game, they just played one, and and the deal after the game is shake hands and move on. And and they didn't do it. Jay Bill is here on the Rich Eisen show. So let us uh, move on for the moment now. And it's kind of a shame too because now that the NFL season is over and the NBA All Star Game break is hitting, like this is usually the time when everybody kind of. Uh, surfs back in or really gets into college basketball, and then this is the first thing we're talking about. So um, let's let's hit who you think uh, has the best chance to cut down the nets over the next month and a half. Jay Bills. You know, Rich, I think it's a different year than last year where we had two teams that stood out above the rest with Gonzaga and Baylor that were head and shoulders better than everybody. I think this year we've got about eight teams that are title favorites, I would say, prohibitive favorites. So I think the, the champion will probably come out of that eight. But uh, all of them can lose in the Sweet 16, too, because they're not as powerful as they were last year. But they're very good. I think Gonzaga is the best offensive team. Um, I think Auburn is the best defensive team. Both of them are outstanding. Uh, you know, you got Arizona and UCLA out of the West that, that are excellent. Uh, Purdue is up there. I think Duke is up there. So we've got a, a number of teams that are really capable, but but all of them uh, have have uh, uh, I don't want to say flaws or a hole, but all of them aren't powerful enough to say that they can they can have a bad bad outing in the Sweet Sixteen and survive it. Um, you're you're going to have to come to play in every game this year, and uh, and I, you know it's a, just a different year. And, and in in one way, it's beautiful. Like last year, I think if Baylor or Gonzaga had been beaten before the Final Four, I would have been shocked by that. And I won't be shocked if any team gets beat in in, in the Sweet Sixteen this year uh, because it's that kind of year, and and it may make it more delicious for a fan. Um, I don't know the answer to that because there's no, I, I, I can't remember us having ever a bad NCAA tournament. But this is more kind of a normal year. Uh, but Gonzaga is not getting the credit they deserve for being one of the one of the truly great you know great teams this year. They're the best offensive team, and it's not even close. They're they're magnificent to watch. And then of course it's the final uh, weeks of the stellar all time great career of Coach K. Um, and I, I, I want to play this soundbite for the, our audience. Uh, I'm assuming you, you heard it. I don't know. Uh, you, you travel around. So did you hear J.J. Redick um, along with Jason Tatum on his podcast? Did you hear this exchange? I did not yet. I haven't okay. listened to it yet. All right. So I'm, this I'm is a devoted listener, though. Uh, of the Old Man in the Three podcast, J.J. Redick having fellow Dookie Jason Tatum on, talking about Coach K and a timeout that he witnessed when he returned just recently uh, with his kids, and they were sitting behind the bench and heard this exchange uh, with Coach K right in front of him. There was a timeout, second half, and I could see it. I mean, the the body language was bad on the court. And, you know, everybody runs back. You sit down and you wait for Coach. So Coach meets with the with Shire and, and Chris Carowell and Nolan, and he comes back to the huddle, and all he says is he looks at each kid and he says, I hate your f- your faces suck and then he walks away that was the timeout 
And I, I thought to myself, man, how many times, how many times did that happen? Some similar version of that. Jay, does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> and that, that's sort of kind of the, the difficulty of, of this last season, if you want to call it a difficulty, is on one hand, we are rightfully so throwing rose petals at Coach K's feet. But when people tell stories about, you know, years ago or things that happen when times get tough, I, I think sometimes, you know, some people can take the wrong thing from it. And, you know, Coach K is is a, an amazing competitor, and and we have had really difficult times. You know, he, he is not perfect, um, but he's as close to perfect as a coach that I've ever seen. And And so, like, some of these things being discussed – and especially the old time stuff coming out, you know, <laughs> some people may clutch their pearls and, and express, you know, kind of uh, uh, disgust by it. But um, the players get together and we laugh about those things right. now, uh, about stuff that he that he said or did. And uh, and I, I, for one, love it. But but you just don't want people to take it the wrong way. No, I love it too. I used to have I had an old school teacher at the Medill School of Journalism who would treat all of us as students as if we were employees by a news director in the television world, and those are some very gruff people, and it rubbed some of the students the wrong way. I took it as to mean this is being treated like an adult, and this is the way the world is, the real world is. I, I heard that Tatum was laughing, saying that, you know, body language also is very important to Coach K, and he's heard that before. I laughed. Uh, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, you know, when a, a grown man says this to a kid, but this is a coach-player relationship here, and their faces needed to be told that, and I found that very funny, Jay. But, but, yeah, and, and the stuff that, that happened years ago when he was younger – right. Um, I'm sure that, that he, maybe there were a few things he'd like to have back. We all would uh, when, when you first start out. But when I, I, my first year playing for him was his third year and uh, as a coach. And my first NCAA tournament, tournament game was his first. And so, you know, there were things that happened in practice that if you told the stories now, people go, well, that doesn't sound kosher. That shouldn't be said. Or, but but it, was, it was in a heated situation, and, and, and it got the point across. And, but there was never a time, Rich – that I've always taken this from Tony Dungy. You can be demanding without being demeaning. Mm-hmm. And Coach K may have used some salty language over the years, and, and I do too. I'm a world-class cursor. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't remember a time where he was ever demeaning, whether he, where he went to your character. He, he, would, he would go to your play, and, uh, and it would be about being the best version of yourself. Um, but, but, but he did say one time, uh, and he was building us up, he came into the locker room and, and, and called us out by name and said, I would rather have you than any other, he said to me, I would rather have you than any other big guy in the country. And after the meeting was over, Mark Allery said, yep, he'd rather have you than David Robinson. That sounded really credible. <laughs> <laughs> don't want Wayman Tisdale. I want Billis. He really, his credibility took a huge hit. <laughs> I love that. I guess before I let you go, how do you think he is approaching uh, the final weeks? And then you just said you shared the first NCAA tournament game of his career together. These will be his last. How do you think he's approaching it, Jay? Or uh, yeah, he just had his second to last home game against Florida State. And the last home game that he'll ever coach on the floor at Cameron Indoor Stadium 
will be against North Carolina on Saturday, March 5th. Mm. And, and I'll be there. There'll be a, probably 100 former players and who knows how many dignitaries and the like. Um, but I think it'll be intensely emotional, and he'll do his best to manage it and try to keep it away from the players, but it, it'll be inescapable. Um, it, it'll, it, like the tickets, some of the tickets are going for 20000 bucks. And I started thinking, you know, I got a seat in the booth, but for 20000 I might want to get that thing up and watch, watch it on TV. But, but it, it'll, be, it'll be an unbelievable happening. But he won't be able to escape the emotion. Uh, but I know from knowing him so, so long, I know he'll manage it the best that it can be managed. Uh, but it'll, it'll be a lot of, a lot of fun to, to watch and to, uh, to reminisce and all that. I'm going to be up there early, and I'm probably going to stay late uh, because there'll be so many former players there. So I'll, uh, I'll probably tip a few back with them as soon mm. as the game's over. Well, look for my call, Jay. I want to be a fly on that wall. That's for damn sure, man. And I appreciate the two cents today, as always. Thanks always for the call, a pl- pleasure, brother. And uh, and again, mm-hmm. do not ever violate the unwritten rule of broadcasting by by promoting another interview while mine's coming up because we will throw down in two seconds and it will not be an open hand. <laughs> well, you know what, Jay? Let's just uh, agree to just blow by each other right now and 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 have an offline conversation just for the kids' sake. You know what I'm saying? Not, not around the kids. Deal. Take Deal. care of yourself, Jay. You're the best. Take care. That's Jay Billis. At Jay Billis. Follow him. I should. I, uh, you should. If you don't, I do already. Yeah, so the get-in price for that game, March 5th, UNC at Duke. 3500 just to get in the building uh, for the worst seat. We got two on the floor, section 19. So Duke only has 19 sections. Very small arena, 8,000 or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 18,000 for row F. Mike, uh, you want to throw down? Want to go this way? I already sold mine. Uh, I'll be at no, the I'm combine. Kidding. I'll be Ooh, on the air at the combine. That's a lot of money for a college basketball game. Calling, calling, uh, calling the long jump of some sixth <laughs> rounder because everybody else has blown it off. That'll be great. Tell me how the game is. <laughs> Rich. Wow. You've said almost to look forward to. That's I a good point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> shrimp cocktail. I'm not a shrimp cocktail guy. Oh, those are I am so not at a all? shrimp at all. Ever? Oh, Rich. Ever. Oh, St. No. Oh, Elmo's shrimp cocktails. No. It's epic. I, I, that's all I hear about every, ta- every time I go <laughs> there. It is amazing. Are you a shrimp cocktail guy? I am not a shrimp cocktail guy. Never have, and I don't think I ever will. Oof. Um, okay, lots to digest just there. Uh, when we come back, um, the uh, NBA slam dunk and so much more. That went down this weekend. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take your calls in a moment. But Callaway wants uh, to make sure you understand what's going on with the Chrome Soft Golf Ball. And it's my job to make sure you understand what's going on with the Chrome Soft Golf Ball. Because it didn't just, when they uh, engineered Chrome Soft to be the best tour ball, it didn't just make the best players better. It made everyone better. It's making every level of player better. I'm on the, the ground floor level, meaning not so great. I use the regular Chrome Soft because it's designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. And when I notice the difference, trust me, it's forgiving. But for better players looking for more workability, Chrome Soft X gives you that excellent spin consistency, tour-level short game control. Chrome Soft XLS gives you a lower spinning on golf ball on longer shots firmer field, but still high spin around the greens. Every Chrome Soft is now enhanced with precision technology, which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one-thousandth of an inch. This ensures they're the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. So when you add it all up, it's so simple. Chrome Soft is not only better for the best, it's better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you. 
at CallawayGolf.com slash ChromeSoft. Back with more in a moment on the show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed back here telling a poker story on terrestrial <laughs> there, oh there's the boat I oh, do like it the... now. That Thank is... you for. You know, Don't sir... rock the boat. Thank you very much. You know, certain, you. certain hands have names. You know, like Dead Man's Hand. Yeah, I know. King you know, Eight. And King Eight. King Eight. Oh, in the history, in the history of this poker game, it's gone on for two. Boat. It's gone on for longer than that. I've joined it two decades ago. <laughs> From now on, King Eight in this hand. Did you have in th- this game? Three is kings be the... or three eights? Um, uh, I think it was, it was Kings over eight. So yeah, three Kings. Great. Over eight. That's now the boat. It's now the boat. <laughs> and I didn't say it. And they're like, no, 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 Rich, you said it. And like, That's they're great. like all, everybody heard it. That's really funny. And there are many times in my sports center career where, you know, it's three in the morning. We, Stuart and I thought we did a perfect show and we're going to go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're now sliding down the back of the dinosaur. Yabba dabba do we're all out of here. And the producer gets in our ears and like, no, you got to fix this. Cause you said the wrong number or the wrong name or the wrong. I'm like, I did not. And then they'd play it back for me. And I heard it that I screwed it up, but I would have sworn that I did not say it. <laughs> Funny. Now I was definitely tequila infused at this point oh, in time. Oh, you were. So, oh, but I, but oh, wow. I have a reputation that I do not showboat when I play poker. But you're, you're not a big talker. I'm not a talker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a. I'm not the opposite a, of Brockman, probably. You know, Brockman, depends you, how much I've had to drink if I'm a talker. But I'm not. Table, I, yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> but they all swear that I put down the winning hand and called it the boat, not a boat. The boat. The boat. I said I have a boat. And they all they all like shot up in their chairs like they oh. couldn't believe I'd say something There's like that. There's a dock open like two down from me, Rich. You can park it. So it is a boat. <laughs> That's funny. I have the boat. I have the boat. Das Boot. Das I had, uh, I had das, das Boot. Das Boot. King 8 forevermore. Das Boot. <laughs> 
844 rich number I think you should embrace this. Let's get to it. No, 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 I can't embrace it. I won't embrace it. The boat. <laughs> Let's take some phone calls. Mike in Las Vegas, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Mike? Hey, Rich. Happy uh, President's Day. Happy Monday. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm, the, the whole thing about that game yesterday is that that came out of nowhere. I watched that whole game. You know, they're in the handshake line. I'm switching over to watch the Days on the 500. I come back two hours later, and then this whole mess hopped off. To me, you know, it was stupid, and it was corny, and it was dangerous. And I know a lot of people are saying there's an overreaction to suspend. It's definitely an overreaction to fire, but then you have to ask yourself, how many punches do you, you know, did you negotiate in your contract? Yeah, I didn't right. negotiate any punches, you know, on my job. So, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, but... You know, as an alum, that was really embarrassing. And it, it didn't was, have to happen. I, I, I agree, and I, I didn't see it live either. Again, I was in Hawaii time. The game was in the morning, but uh, one of my poker buddies, Murph, who you know has been banned from the show because he Murph. called in a curse uh, one time. Um, Murph's a Wisconsin guy. He goes, did you see what Juwan did on the handshake line? I'm like, no. And then, of course, I reached for my phone, and I saw it, and the first thing I'm like, wow, did he throw a punch? And it just is so jarring to see and, you know, again, I don't think he should be fired either. Jay Billis thinks he should be suspended. Is like a What would a kid get for throwing a punch? And that's what yeah, he said. Whatever a kid gets is what the coach should get, even though one would think that the coach is held to a, a different standard than a player. But Jay is the Jay's my conscience and rock and fellow bald brotherhood man. So he is, uh, that's what he said. But this is going to stick with Juwan forever. <laughs> I mean, it will stick with him forever. And I hope he's got some national championships in his back pocket too. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And that was kind of, that was Jay's point too. Sorry, TJ, that the game was over. Like the competition, the competition was part over. of it is done. When you say this will stay with him forever, do it you will. really think that like in 2025, God willing, we're still sitting here somewhere else and we're still going to think about the time that he open hand slapped When somebody? his career is over and they write his his uh, the article about what happened. It will be in there. I guess it depends uh, how long the suspension is. It depends on suspension. Like you said, say he gets a couple national titles. I don't I don't know. I got a hard time believing 10 years from now. Well, then it'll be, be it'll, about. it'll be written in the fact that this happened and Michigan stuck with him and look what ended up happening anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He threw a hand, man. I, I still can't believe he did that. And it's only a matter of time till some form of contrition comes out, I, I, I would imagine. Yeah, you would hope. Another thing that happened this weekend that I was sitting there, uh, I sent out one tweet over the weekend. That's it. I'm just like, one? Just one tweet. That's it. So wh- I think where did those selfies come from that we kept showing the whole time? Well, right? I sent them to you. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know if they were pulling those from Twitter. or. Yeah, I sent them to my wife. Oh, my, my wife. wife. I sent it to Susie. Okay. What selfies did you put on the air? I was just a few of you, you chilling. Know, what yeah. you know on the greens, tan and bearded. Yeah, a lot, a lot of green, a lot of blue sky. No, I mean that's yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> this just in. It rained here all weekend. We were stuck. Sorry, here. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I was, was just sending. Oh, you know, I think it snowed. Oh, whatever. It did actually snow. <laughs> yeah, the higher elevations. But I, I, I sent out one. I sent out one tweet uh-huh. because the slam dunk contest was so brutal. <laughs> And all I could think of is it's the same thing as the the uh, the Pro Bowl problem the NFL has. Yeah. Uh, you, and, and there's there's no fixing it. Not really. The there's slam no... dunk contest is different from the 
the actual game, though. I'm saying the same problem that the slam dunk contest is the same thing that we have about the Pro Bowl, which is like, why are we even having it anymore? That's what I'm thinking. Brockman and I have, I think we've come up with a solution. For the slam dunk contest? I think there so. There isn't one. Unless, sure you, is. unless you move the rim up a, a, a foot. Well, or you just got to pay the guys. We're talking about incentivizing. Yeah. Like, give what? these guys. Like the stars of the game? I don't think the problem yeah. is, is really the fact that, you know, it doesn't help that you're seeing, you know, uh, a bench players for the most part yeah that is the problem rich because i'm a huge fan i didn't know like i know these guys but i don't know these guys like we were saying if you got john morant into the dunk contest get anthony simmons who won last year you get people that casual fans know throw some incentives on them to participate and you put the prize money up there maybe raise the rim half a foot but john morant doesn't want to look like jalen green which is take five shots at it six shots at it because you've I don't know. I mean, then don't have your friend try and hit off the side of the backboard in a certain way. Yeah, the other you know? thing I mean, too I, is like there's no that's part of the problem. Is we've seen it all. Right. Exactly. We've seen it all. As yeah. we've seen well, we've we, seen short guys like Spud Webb do it, and we've seen Michael Jordan go from the free throw line, and we've seen like what we've seen guys jump over cars. Well, we think we've now, seen it all. Now, like, now when you put when uh, when. You put Wiggins out there. It's like okay, I've seen I've seen teammates jump over teammates. I've seen it all. So you either raise the rim and say you now have to jump dunk on an 11, 10, you know, an eleven twelve well, foot rim, said, half a foot, like ten yeah. and a half. Well, but but then you're bringing in like guys can really hurt themselves. Yeah, I mean, well, they're throwing what, themselves that's at a rim. Josh said during the game he was interviewed during the game on the bench, and right. Reggie Miller was pleading with him, and he said that ten foot feet's not high enough. So he's someone who obviously by that statement. Wants a little bit higher of a, a rim, and you see guys who can I guess. jump over the square. Is, so you could definitely do right. ten and a half. Feet. Now let's see it then. You know, give Try me some dunk, prize money. Dunk, dunk on an eleven foot rim, that twelve might, foot rim. Eleven foot's tough though. And the other thing, ten too, five. Like you ten said, five. Rich, guys don't want to look silly doing this. Right, just, so when you no miss it. Five, like remember the Nate Robinson year where he kept trying to do yeah. that dunk, and it but was then just he a joke? was so embarrassed by it that he came back the next two years to dunk. So how? Embarrassed. It's done. Nate Robinson isn't a superstar. The minute uh, you could basically say. He's a bigger star than these guys that were in it this weekend. You could basically say Vince Carter ended this competition. Well, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. You could have said we've seen everything. Or or Jordan, we've seen it all. Aaron Gordon comes out and dunks over a mascot with a hoverboard. We never saw that. that And the guy doesn't win. Aaron Gordon got robbed every time he was in the Zach Levine was also amazing that year. Like, that should have been the are You guys are diehards. Don't forget there's people who are just going to be surfing into this thing. Yeah, and that's my point. That's why you need star names in it. Or here's what you do. Here's what you do. You just take it, and it's no longer the last thing of the night. Make the three-point shooting contest the last of the night because that actually is terrific. And that's the other thing. I that think they is should move amazing. That back. 26 feet instead of 20 But that's amazing. This is an amazing feat of actual shooting, and Carl Anthony Towns winning it this year. Yeah, that was that, pretty dope. So maybe what you could do is just take the slam dunk contest, what it used to be the number one event, the biggest event, the greatest Swap event, it. the show-stopping event, just downgrade it. To say we admit that it's just not that great anymore. And the three-point shooting contest anybody could do um, of, of any shooting note, right? And let's go. And have maybe like a big man. I thought this was great. Like Carl Anthony Towns winning this three-point shooting contest was is like a pitcher 
winning a home run derby. Yeah, totally ruined. You know it. what I mean? No, it ruined it. You yeah, think? I, I, yeah, I think. Wow. I, I think. I think. Jeez. I think Cat winning this proved that we need to scrap the abomination of the dunk contest and Cat winning the three point. We need to scrap Saturday night what altogether. Why we need to come up with some new events and some new fresh stuff. Why do you have a problem with Carl and the Anthony Towns? I have a problem with a center shooting. winning the three point shootout. Well, that's the game. That's why? the date. Like the, why? That's the he game. Won it fair and square. There's no like. There's no yeah, way great. it could I, be rigged or fixed. Oh, he and went it's out totally there and he fine won. that he won. Great accomplishment, whatever. But that's just like the event in itself. It's over. Okay, it's done now. It's reached its peak. A center won the three point shootout. Just think about that for a second. A center. Well, that's the game today. Won everybody, the three point everybody shootout. Everybody shoots threes everybody today. Everybody shoots threes. Steph Curry changed that. Well, then we need to change what we do with the three point. We need to change the event now. Because it's over. Like, it's when the big man, like when Porzingis won the skills competition. What are we doing? Well, that just means, Chris, that everything's changed. Big men are more skilled than they've ever been before. And then so. now we have to change the events because they're not fun anymore. I would disagree. Did you watch it? Didn't watch a single second. Okay. So you're arguing for I'm, something that you no, I'm didn't ar- I'm arguing watch, the result. Though, right? okay. No, no. It was actually exhilarating to watch it. I loved every I second of it. I thought the three-point shootout was... Great. That's better. It's better than the slam dunk. But it's been that way for a long time. That's what I'm saying. So reverse it. Or just get just rid of all it. of it and start over and do something different and fun. Like, I just think the whole night in general is boring. Well, you didn't watch it. Why didn't I watch it? <laughs> I don't know. Because you should, it's all you boring. Missed, you missed a great three-point shooting contest. Right. And, and, and then again, I, I'm uh, contrary to what you're saying, I, I just loved Carl Anthony Towns winning it. And then I heard this. This is the pretty neat of him to say. I think the league knew I could shoot the ball the way I could from three. I just think that for all the kids who, you know, the tall kids and and for all the big men out there who are told that they won't succeed doing nothing but having their back to the basket and shooting hook shots, I want to be the example that that's not true. And you could accomplish anything you want and be be the player that you want to be at any time. My father and I, when I grew up, I remember everyone told me to do the same way. Have your back to the basket. Why is Carl shooting threes? There's no reason for him shooting threes. We're experts. We know better than you. And and me and my dad said, screw him. We're going to do it our way. We're going to make the league our way. We're going to do it our way. We're going we're gonna to be great in a way that the world has never seen before. I just love it. I don't have a problem with him winning it. And I, I, I just think that the, the order of things, it's been obvious for a long time. I'd rather see the three-point contest, you know. I just think like the Pro Bowl, the whole night needs to just be retooled well, as and, I, and reimagined. Well, as I said in my one lone tweet from the uh, drunken poker table, that just take the NFL players and have them do the slam dunk and the NBA's best play the Pro Bowl. That'll never happen. It would never happen just for the but, like. What if Miles Garrett tore his dude, ACL? I know the, exactly. The, I was think, sitting there thinking all the all the ca- all the Cleveland fans were just going nuts and rightfully so, watching Miles Garrett's cool. dunk all over the place during yeah. the. Yeah. But my God, big liability. I, I wonder yeah, what uh, was Stefanski in the front row seat, just like saying, "Please don't, just lay it in there, big fella, <laughs> just lay it up." <laughs> but there's no fixing the Pro Bowl either. I think. You know, there is no fixing. It is what it is, and that's yeah. the same thing with the dunk contest. Now, just downgrade it. Put it up. Why would that be? It, 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 it's not that big of a deal. It's not. You're not downgrading Jordan. The memories aren't being downgraded. Maybe it just used it to be that way. It. Maybe just call it switching. When you say downgraded. Well, it, it is a downgrade. If it's not the last event, it would be a downgrade. It was It was the number one thing everyone looked forward to. I always look forward to the dunk contest. Yeah. And Obi Toppin winning it. All I could remember to myself, uh, uh, all I could remember 
uh, think about was I was so excited when I was a kid when Kenny Skywalker won the contest. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and I that thought, wasn't that great of a contest that I, well, year either. Eighty nine—that's what that I'm saying. But you, I just because that was when it was in its first blush, and Jordan's taken off from the free throw line. I believe I can fly. And the fact that Kenny Skywalker won for the Knicks—the Knicks won the dunk contest. It was so exciting to me and for me. Yeah, that was a fun. I just don't know if it's because I'm an older man now, and I it just I just don't think it's the same thing anymore. So. We'll take a break. 844-204-RICH is the uh, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't you dare go anywhere. So much more to come, including an Olympic story you may not know. (laughs) What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Sideline Mike in Atlanta. How you been, Sideline Mike? What's going on, sir? Hey, I've been doing well, guys. I, I was telling Adam, I'm glad to see that the Rooney family stood up in the middle of the hall of indiscretion to be able to hire Coach Flores because, and like I said, Rich, boy, I'd give a pretty penny to watch him walk into that room and see Stephen Ross. He's, hey, buddy. <laughs> he might not be in this room much longer based on goods we got on you. But uh, getting into what happened yesterday, the Rich, I wish both of them had acted like grown men yesterday. Mm-hmm. What you got to understand, brother, a lot of people were watching that yesterday. And uh, Greg Gard can't step to Juwan Howard in 2022 like that. No, sir. Too much going on in this country. You were going down for that to happen. And I'm going to tell you, if that was me and it was Fran W. from Iowa, I'd have decked his ass. I'm going to tell you, if Fran W. stepped to me like that, oh, it's on, baby. And the kids just going to have to get over. Because I don't like that guy. Okay? And there's something, you know, and Greg Gard ain't the best. We got yeah, I, I know that okay? sideline, Mike, but, I, you know, I don't. thought about him. Sideline, well, Mike. I'm saying, man, everybody's got to understand the climate we're in. And, and let cooler heads prevail. No, I, 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 I agree with you, sideline Mike, uh, that, that cooler heads should prevail. But, I mean, it's not like Greg Gard was looking to fight. I mean, like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he did put his hands on the coach because he didn't want, he didn't want Juwan to go past him. He wanted to actually have um, a say to him. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, Rich, not in 2022, baby. Five years ago, you might have been able to, Sideline Mike, thanks for the call. Call back.
Anytime. As for the Brian Flores hiring, I saw that and I thought to myself, way to go, Pittsburgh Steelers, because you got yourself a hell of a football coach who appears to be lockstep in the same mind and mindset as Mike Tomlin. You know, any single one of those sound bites that we play here of Mike, of Mike Tomlin, you know, Flores, he, he could sit there and say the same damn thing. And, you know, the whole idea that Flores was looking for a job in the NFL, the fame line that uh, we play for Tomlin here, never say never, but never could have been applied. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, he is hired. And the team that hired him, is the team that we all know uh, that was run for so many years by the Rooney for whom the rule was named and for his name to be attached to a rule that clearly needs updating and clearly needs more teeth put in it and is now used as a term of derision because so many teams are... um, you know, using it to check a box as opposed to actually find out what's underneath the hood and hire a person of color for them to tell Brian Flores, you will not be blackballed in this league for what you have done. I think says uh, a lot. And for Tomlin to extend a hand says a lot. And what it says to a lot of free agents around the league, I think will be very attractive and make the Steelers a very attractive destination. Um, It also, um, as I pointed out earlier, makes for an interesting uh, membership meeting. That's what the owners call themselves, a membership, annual membership meeting. We call it the owner's meeting. Usually happens in late March every year. And it will be very fascinating because by then we might know a little bit more about what Stephen Ross did or did not do with Flores. And again, I understand that we're talking about hiring practices and that's what his lawsuit was all about. But he threw in that one gem of a um, an accusation that after being, I still can't believe it, still after being hired, Given his first opportunity as an HC in the NFL, an owner would say, we need more losses, and you're the one who's going to provide them, and for each one, I'm going to give you a six-figure amount. To say that to a grown-ass man, professional football coach of Brian Flores' caliber is totally beyond the pale and shocking to the point where you it, 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 it strains your sense of belief. And as we know, Stephen Ross has come out swinging, saying that is not the case and this is false and defaming and used it like all the legalese to say that this is going to be actionable once disproved. And when it's an owner's only session and it's just the 32 folks who own teams in the NFL... And sorry, Mike, that doesn't include you for the Green Bay Packers. You will Thank not you. be allowed in that room. I wish I I've been in that room. That, he, that, that when Stephen Ross sees Art Rooney, that's going to be a conversation. I would love to be the fly on the wall for that one. And kudos to the Steelers for doing it because it makes them better. Kevin Colbert, the outgoing general manager, 
had a press conference today. He was asked about Brian Flores' hiring and what it says. Quote, it says we hired a good defensive coach. <laughs> Fact. Overqualified for the yeah. yeah. But yeah, and I, and I understand people might sit here and say, you know, that you're not getting blackballed in this league. You're coming here and you're getting hired. That that still doesn't rise. He's not he's not at the level that that Tomlin is by title. He's not the head coach. He's being called a special defensive assistant. Assistant, yeah. Or senior, pardon me, a senior defensive assistant. I don't know. That sounds like a... And the linebackers, right? He's going to work with Yes, linebackers. and the linebackers coach. And so let him do this job, and then hopefully someone's going to hire him as the HC because he's shown he could do that. You know, Rich, on Friday I did a grab bag where I talked mm-hmm. about just way early thoughts about next season. And I, you know, I put in there about Brian and the lawsuit and mm-hmm. what I thought could happen, but I was afraid that that would be the end of his coaching career, sadly. So I'm especially happy to see that yeah, that's and not he's, the case. And he's going to be great. And Devin him. Bush is going to love him. And Colbert said he spoke. He was, one of the things he really wanted to speak to Flores about was uh, personnel. Because he started on the personnel side. He was excited to talk to Brian Flores to pick his brain there. The Steelers are a better organization now than they were the other day. Definitely. And um, and the league's better for it as well. Dick Vermeil, pro football, Hall of Famer Dick Vermeil, when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show.